Apparently there was an alternate animated opening to this movie. Oh, that would have been kind of fun. And then they cut it for time for some reason. Cut it for time? It's 86 minutes. Uh, they had plenty of time. Yeah, but it's a kid's movie, and that's about, like, well, well, okay. where those last. Let's start, let's start the podcast. No. All right. <laughs> and rentals that turned into a monster real fast uh a podcast <laughs> about the media that made us my name is mickey my name is kevin and like zoinks i'm the aristotle of pop culture zach <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us uh today uh we have chaotic energy in the studio we just watched scooby-doo the 2002 live action version of the beloved children's tv show um it I want had... to clarify that I was trying to do Fred, but I <laughs> did, couldn't make up my mind, and it was indecisive and terrible. It's so hard I, to I'm do Fred because he doesn't have a character voice. Yeah, he's just like a dude. Just like yeah, like, oh, especially in this movie. Let's split up. Let's, let's in this. He's let's just let like down our guard. Let's like you know, just do our job, man. <laughs> let's solve a mystery. Solve our mystery and like Calabunga, brother. Read my book. <laughs> Read my book. <laughs> I, I have a. <laughs> He did have a book. No, he did have a book. I Yo, like... misogyny is, like, bad now. It's, like, bad. <laughs> it's bad now. Just found it's out like... about homophobia? Not good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> That's no good. That's no good. Oh, my God. So we watched Scooby-Doo. Uh, we've, we, yeah, why don't we talk about the cast? Because we're already uh, doing There's... impressions of them. It's a uh, it's a pretty wide cast. First off, I have to say the director, uh, Raha Gosnell, not familiar with them, but they directed Home Alone three and the live action Smurfs movies. Oh no, those are all so, bad. So, I so think. good job. And one thing I knew going into it, which I was very curious to see, that it was written by James Gunn. Wait, hold on. We can give the director more credit than that. The director directed Never Been Kissed. Uh, DOA, I think, is a good movie I've heard about. No, he's an editor on that. Let me click director. <laughs> All right. You came in so hot. Ne never been. No, we're starting over. Zach, okay. Raha deserves some respect. They directed Never Been Kissed, Big yeah. Mama's House, <laughs> Beverly Hills Ooh. Chihuahua. Ooh. So suck a dick, Zach. Uh, sure, sure thing. Yeah. Um, James Gunn wrote it, and he's very prolific. Normally, his stuff is like very like over the top and sometimes violent, but it's able to kind of like you know smooth out to like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Love those; those are great. Um, but the cast: Fred was Freddie Prince Jr., mm -hmm. who goes on to a lot of uh, interesting stuff. Um, Velma, the best character in uh, Scooby Doo, is vo is uh, played by uh, Linda Cardellini. She's great. Mm -hmm. um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is Daphne. 
I know, I know you're a big uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar fan. Yeah, I'm actually a fan of every single major, like main main cast member in this movie. Yeah, if, I, honestly, um, I think this was a pretty strong, pretty strong cast. I think the best, and I think most universally acclaimed cast member is Shaggy himself with uh, yes. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Absolutely, he's great. an amazing oh, he's actor. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, per- perfect for Shaggy, I would say. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And Scooby, not voiced by uh, Frank Welker, which is a shame. In mm-hmm. this, he's voiced by Neil Fanning. Though Frank Welker, I think, does voice some of the monsters in this movie. He may... I think so, yeah. It looks like he... Uncredited, but he does, which is pretty nice. But uh, yeah. in the main show, he would voice Fred and uh, Scooby-Doo. Um, there's other... Uh, pretty big names in this movie, right? Like Rowan Atkinson, Scott I- Innes. Mm. Innes, how do you pronounce Ro- that? Rowan name? Atkinson. Um, oh, Isla Fisher. Is it pronounced Isla or Isla? I believe it's Isla Fisher. Okay. If I had well, to, I've if just I had always say. read it as Isla because it's almost. Island. And we have Sugar Ray is in the movie. I was just about to say <laughs> oh, yeah. the biggest surprise of the movie was Sugar Ray. Yeah, playing themselves. Oh, and also I kind of had like like a, you know, like whenever you get like a mild panic attack, but it's like a time attack. No, please no. expand on that one. The time so, it, yeah, it, it feels like so like dated and like completely out of nowhere unexpected, but it immediately turns the movie into a fossil, so to speak. Okay. And it just like gives you this kind of like weird whiplash. Oh, like I got that when I saw Pamela Anderson show up for like five oh, seconds. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. wasn't prepared for that to happen, even though yeah, I've seen this movie. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen this movie a bunch. And Me too. I totally forgot that she was in this. Yo, right? Abs- I, it's Me too. I've seen this movie a lot, and like that she she popped in, and I was like, oh yeah, weird. I don't remember this. Like that whole opening sequence, complete. I just it it I blocked it out. <laughs> the movie was um originally meant to be like PG thirteen, and actually the first screening of it uh, landed an R rating. And I think that when you then take that and look at the cast and some of the jokes, things start to make sense. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they had to use CGI to cover cleavage in parts of it. It interesting, and also if it was originally going to be R rated, it would better explain James Gunn's usual writing style. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they open with after that opening sequence uh, with the the Luna Ghost or whatever they call it. Uh, they open on a, a weed joke where yeah. Shaggy and Scooby are hot boxing the mystery machine, and but like it, guarantee oh, but that it's, that it's was not weed. They're eggplant burgers. Yes, Sorry, they're just kids. cooking food. <laughs> Don't apologize to kids. They're just for they're not being they're weed. not stoners. Um, how about we for people who have never seen this movie? Uh, talk a little bit about the plot. And by talk a little bit about the plot, I do, of oh, course, God. mean give a 45-second rundown. Uh, okay, before you, you start. Okay. As I was watching the movie, it was right about towards, like, it was it's somewhere in the third act. I was, I began to dread this. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I want to make it very clear to people, like, I don't, these aren't scripted. I don't think about these at all. Like, there's no... I just know like, that this not... is going to go poor. You know <laughs> it's what a happens, but you can never movie. prepare for it. Yes, and this movie in particular, the plot is like three different things. So let's, let's, let's get it. Let's hit it. All right, well, timer starts now. Okay, so uh, there's uh, the mystery team, and they uh, jump in, and their characters are all really established, and they do a really good job of making them human really quick. And then they... Uh, all split up because Daphne's got an ego 
and uh, they all and Fred's an idiot, and he keeps taking too much credit. They split up. They all go their separate ways, and they all come back together because Mondo Various wants to invite them all to a spooky, scary island to solve their zombie problem. Because the the they, the kid, their drunk kids go in, they come onto the island, and then they leave, and then they're Republicans, and then they uh, come back, and there's they get in there and they start trying to solve the mysteries. And uh, there's a, a girl named Mary Jane, and she's trying to uh, hypnotize Shaggy, and then they uh, try to solve the crime. Seconds. And then they're, they, it's over. Uh, they're, they're, there's a vat of <laughs> that's of, of souls. I didn't I even get to the soul cauldron. You, you did not even get to the soul cauldron, which is a shame. But you also didn't get to the twist of the movie that we should talk about later. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, well, oh, why don't we God. do the uh, oh. <laughs> yeah? What I yeah. like to call the like, uh, what's it called? Like the 10 second cleanup. Um, if if Zach, you want to fill in the details that were missed. Um, their characters, uh, their negative character traits cause them to split up, which then they meet back up with renewed sense to solve a mystery that was perpetrated. That's your time. You just gave us everything Kevin already gave us. Uh, but you know what? All right, sure. Yeah. They, you know, they, <laughs> How they, dare improve, you? they improve themselves over time. Like, yes. Yeah. Daphne they get together to and fight. They... Velma learns how to be the, the greatest and like the, the smartest and let's be perfectly honest perhaps even the most attractive of the group and mm -hmm. fred learns to hand it over to somebody else yeah yeah he learns how to be a, and a scooby and player. shaggy are kind of the same but you know what that's that's actually kind of okay honestly, honestly. even velma's kind of the same she just gets what she deserves which is the limelight mm -hmm. right like uh, I, I feel like she yeah. not that she doesn't grow that she didn't need to grow like she she or if anything, I guess she did kind of start to needed... speak her mind more. Yeah. yeah, and I think she needed to grow away from the like her best character growth happens off screen. Like she's like a like a rocket scientist for NASA, and it's like, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> and you you were just pulling like hats off of disgruntled like <laughs> like coal miners trying just, to just... haunt like an amusement park. Really, that's what you've been doing. You could have done this. Um, yeah, he, she was just like uh, uh, under uh, uh, solving low key tax evasion, and now <laughs> yeah, look at her now. Sol yeah, starts fixing rock. Like also the thing that she says they're hype, like hydro, uh, hydro propulsion missiles. So that means they're fueled by water. Like holy shit, that would be crazy. Like mm -hmm. I missed that. When does this happen? Yeah. I don't remember when they talk about in this. the in when the airport. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, that's when she's right. talking to like Fred and stuff. Yeah. When they're meeting up again for the first time. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. No, I didn't I didn't catch that. Um I so we've we have all seen this movie before today. Yes. Um, I remember seeing it in elementary school, but the only thing that I remembered from it was the twist. What month did it come out in in 2002? Because that was the year I, I turned 10. June. Yeah, this has this had to be a summer blockbuster, right? So I, I think it was in between my fourth and fifth grade. Uh, you mm -hmm. said you said elementary school, and suddenly I, I couldn't place where in the timeline of Mickey this movie occurred. Yeah. Uh, did you do you remember liking it when you were when you were a youth? I think I was kind of ambivalent to it mostly. Okay. And That's I think I'm still kind of ambivalent to it now, but there are aspects about it that I do appreciate. My follow up to that is: Were you a Scooby Doo kid besides this movie? Or, like, was that not a factor? I'm just curious if that might um, I, impact. I didn't really know much about Scooby-Doo when I saw this, but then I saw a bit of the, like, real cartoons, and it's like, oh, this is, you know, this is pretty fun. It's not like... 
I'll, I'll say most Scooby-Doo media isn't really challenging, but it's sure. still it's still nice. Like you know, like good character dynamics. The the dog is funny. You know, like ha ha. Yeah. They eat what, a lot. Can you give me an example of media that is challenging? Um, and if I, you say Dostoyevsky or Tolstoy, those are easy choices. I all mean, right. Those are. I mean, I would say some challenging things would be like maybe like really dark or heavy material kind of stuff like i remember SpongeBob. a little while ago me and my mom were trying to watch the like prequel sopranos movie and it's like uh like there's just like too much like killing and this guy like pushed his wife down the stairs i don't think we need <laughs> oh my this god right now let's just like let's just watch something else right now yeah. i'm not feeling this at the moment have you tried to watch money heist no is wait very the, challenging <laughs> is that the netflix one? yes it's yes it's a it is a it's on Netflix, but I think it's it's and and the original voices are Spanish, right? Yes, it's Spanish. Television. I actually really like that. It is challenging. It's really good, but very challenging. I liked it. It's you know, thick. I was thinking when you said Money Heist, I was picturing Tower Heist or whatever it was that like comedy movie that they <laughs> wow. did. And so when you said it was challenging, I thought maybe everybody in the room misunderstood what I meant and was talking about movies that were like difficult to watch because they were terrible. That I mean, that um, is also I, I think that's a fair assessment of Tower Heist for sure. Um, but uh, I digress. We're not talking about Tower Heist, so I don't know why you brought it up, Zach. Um, so I uh, I grew up I grew up loving. Scooby-Doo. Yes. Um, and, like, it, I would say it was the first piece of media that I, like, glammed onto. Like, if I'm talking about, like, the, the media that made me uh-huh. and the TV shows that I, like, grew up on, original Scooby-Doo slash um, pup named Scooby-Doo nice. would be the two nice. that oh, I, like, nice. Hell yeah. grew up on. And I can track pretty linearly, like, being into Scooby-Doo up until, like, I would say this movie was probably, and not, like, on any type of purpose, but, like, this movie was where I got off the ride as far as, like, Scooby-Doo media sure. goes. Um, like, it just was no longer for me. Um, but yeah. I remember this movie, it came, ironically enough, I watched it, like, we can get into this later when, like, rewatching it, but in watching it before, when I first came across it, like, when we moved, like we had moved houses, and I think HBO like came with the new cable subscription as like a trial. Ooh. Yeah, as okay. like a, as like a trial, and so um, I it, and like it just was one of those things that was just on a bunch on on HBO, yeah. and I and that summer I had time on my hands and I ended up watching it. It was, and I re- I remember really liking it, but I I was at that, and I don't know if you guys had this phase or not, where. Like I couldn't watch anything scary in theaters. Oh, for, I, for I, years, I still can't. I didn't yeah. get over that until I don't know four or five years ago. Um, but like, yeah, absolutely, and not even like a little bit scary. No, no, and and I was even mine was so bad I couldn't watch movie trailers. Oh, absolutely, yo, the trailer for for the Grudge destroyed me for a decade yeah i didn't yeah. get over that trailer I, for a decade if, at if least. i know a trailer for a movie is gonna be scary i'm just gonna like look down and just wait for it to be over oh my god like, yeah I, like I, to I cover st- your cover your ears hour. absolutely I, I, I just i just like okay like uh <laughs> mm, and then here's the, the, <laughs> the fun classical song they turn into something really creepy and like, uh, <laughs> okay. and now you, we're done cool did you so like did you uh 
Do you remember the trailer that traumatized you? Uh, Mickey, you just said it, right? Yeah, it was... I had a, but I had a few. It was the yeah. Grudge. It was the Ring, or or whatever. It was. Um, there was a. I honestly think it was just an episode of Goosebumps. But you know the the weird puppet in Goosebumps. The, the yeah. puppet that comes alive scared the yeah, yeah, scared yeah. The, the, yeah. the heck out of me. Hated that. I mean, the, like the bejesus. I the bejesus. I hate Chucky with a burning passion, so I understand that very much. What sure. would your yeah? So like Zach, what's your trauma movie trailer? Ch- Ch- Chucky. Yeah, fair. Chucky is real scary. I do not like him. <laughs> I uh I when my when I was like four or five is one of my earliest memories. I remember coming downstairs to like get my parents. It was past my bedtime. Um, and then they were watching TV, so I, like, sat on the stairs and watched the the banister, and they were definitely oh. watching Chucky. That shit was not fun. <laughs> I did not like it. Um, <laughs> what's your, what's your trauma trailer, Kevin? Uh, the live-action Grinch Stole Christmas. That's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. That's fair. That is, that's, speaking, Pro- okay. <laughs> t- so we were, go- I was a young kid, and we were going to watch Shrek, and, yeah. It was the part where he goes, the, the, the Grinch. And uh-huh. like, I have hated, I hate it, 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 it hated, made me hate movies for. Is that I, why like, you don't like to... Jim Carrey? That's exactly why I don't like Jim Carrey. He's scary. Fuck you. Jim, <laughs> Jim, Jim Scary. He's terrifying. Jim scary, don't like Jesus. him. Jim should... Scary. <laughs> we should do, uh, uh, we should do the live action Grinch for our, for our, like one of our winter movies. We should. That I'm not fun. going to face like it. your no. fears. I face right. my fears when I defeated Andross in Star Fox 64. You can do it, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. So as I, so I was also a Scooby Doo kid. Uh, like definitely into Scooby Doo, one of my favorite cartoons. So as a Scooby Doo kid, do you remember liking this movie when it came out, or did this movie come out like around the time that you were hopping off the train, and so you didn't really feel much about it? I think. It like similar to a lot of these movies. Like I happen to be in the perfect age demo for this. Like it, mm-hmm. we were, and we've. You can find out a little bit more, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about how like James Gunn's initial intent for this movie like was to be like an R-rated adult look, you know, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the move, the version that came out, it hit me exact. Like I was ten, eleven, twelve. Like it yeah. just hit me right square where I lived. So um, I, I enjoyed it, but to like bring back the tangent, we just had like, I would, there's no way I could have enjoyed this with how like spooky and scary and jumpy it is. Uh huh. If I'd seen it, if I'd seen it in theaters, I couldn't have handled it at that time. Gotcha. But you didn't, you saw it on. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing it at home on TV. Yeah. Optimal experience. I don't know if you guys are the same way. We'll probably to put more stuff into the end of the episode to keep everybody listening. I'll even get to a few reviews that like say like yeah this is kind of scary for kids actually and it's like mm, interesting that like there really is this kind of overlap between like yeah like this might be like not scary for us but when we were like eight or whatever this yeah, came out like, just a little bit too much <laughs> it's baby's first horror a little bit kind yes. of actually yeah yes um. I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. We definitely had it on DVD. I had the soundtrack. Like, I remember a lot of the songs listening to the, the soundtrack. Um, we should talk about the soundtrack later because I have thoughts. But, um... Ooh, can we... Let's... Can we talk about it now? Because I want to talk about it. Yeah, what... A, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, can I... Can I say my, my one big thought about the soundtrack? 
No. Yes. Um, so, like, I owned it. I remember a lot of things about it. Did not remember that Killer Mike was on it. Didn't that? What? That, yeah, oh, he's really? on the wow, song really? with it's Outcast and Killer Mike. Um, wow. It's the uh, In the Land of a Thousand Drums song. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to pull up the Scooby-Doo 2002 soundtrack. This is... The soundtrack is a lot of originals. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of originals. Uh, oh, Land of a Million Drums. Lil Romeo's on it, and and his song is is kind of uh, like very clearly him. One that I didn't know, uh, Uncle Cracker and Busta Rhymes team up for a song. <laughs> the faded crossover <laughs> of the century. And I think... It's uh, called The Freaks Come Out Freaks at, come night. at Night. It's a solid song. Like It's just kind of a fun song, whatever. It's just got a cool vibe. The thing about Uncle Cracker is he <laughs> is, to me, the funniest musician that we've ever made famous, or that we've ever let get famous, because his claim to fame is being the DJ for Kid Rock. That's what he was first. Yes. But the soundtrack has, even towards like the bottom of the list, you've got Simple Plan and MXPX, which is awesome. Mix like picks? two pretty solid mix picks. Excuse me. You're going to have to cut that burp out. That was yucky. Um, a bit of a heavy burp. Um which I've I I just looked up. I didn't know that that I've always just called them MXPX, but apparently their original name was Magnified Plaid. Not important. What's important is Pop Wait, Punk was in this movie. So obviously Pop, I liked it. That is cool. Uh, that is that is nice. Can I You know what? This isn't really a review, but it's an accolade that the movie won. Can I can I share it? Is it relevant to the soundtrack? No. Okay, so more on the soundtrack. Um, hold on to it, and we will do it in a minute. Okay. Yeah, hold, yeah, hold on to that. Hold on to it. Um, the 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 way they used music in this is important, right? It's the way they use it to uh, cut to being on the plane, which that whole plane scene we'll talk about later. Yeah, hectic. it is. A, yeah. 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 That is what a 17-year-old thinks a, an airplane is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then and also when Sugar Ray was on the island, but they yes. were the monsters all along. Right? <laughs> and then when they were being chased by Sugar Ray, if Sugar Ray chased me, I'd be terrified. Yeah, if Mark McGrath chased me. I, I was about to say, <laughs> you never think the, the, the villain is going to be Mark McGrath. <laughs> My God. Uh, it's terrifying. Um, the, I think another way that they use music in this movie is a lot of the, like, R&B hip-hop songs on this album um, have, like, a kind of, like, a like very stereotypical, like, tropical instruments and, and influences in the way the songs are written. And the, the movie takes place on, like, a tropical island. And I think they, it's an interesting way of writing original, having, having huge names write original songs for the movie that blend into the background. Uh, whereas yeah. a lot of other movies we watch from this time, uh, Clock Stoppers, for example, just sort of like plays a Blink-182 sound. And it, it's good. Like, it's fine. Yeah, like it, music of the time. Uh, but I like the way this movie has the these original songs that blend in as part of the soundtrack and, like, feed the scene, whatever the scene they're in. Especially um, when yeah. a lot of the songs were made for the movie. That helps a little bit, yeah. for sure. I think the only song that I, uh, that, like, kind of does take you out of it is at the end when they're fighting so um spoiler alert the twist is zach do you want to tell the twist the twist, like the twist was that the villain who we thought would be rowan atkinson 
actually turned out to be, and you can put in like the little classic, like, da, 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 kind of, <laughs> kind of right there. Um, I like your version better. Oh, thank you. It, the villain is Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> yes. Scrappy is... Cornelius Do. The... First off, what a great reveal of the middle name. <laughs> yeah. The, the truest villain in the entire Scooby-Doo series. He pees on Daphne and Scooby-Doo kicks his own nephew out to the curb and they don't see him again for years. See, yeah. I, th- I think this movie does a brilliant job of capturing the essence of the cartoon while also expanding on their characters. Yes, and I think it does a good job of capturing, uh, like, a lot of the way that they capture the essence of the cartoon, I think, is done for the benefit of the children watching it more so than the adults. There's the scene where um, Shaggy dives into the hole to save Scooby. Uh, he dives into it like Shaggy would in the cartoon. He puts his hands above his head like yes. in like a side pose, and yeah. he like his like legs are out wide, and he crouches and jumps like it's very cartoonish. And it's like if this was a PG thirteen, actually, even if it was a PG thirteen R movie, I thought they could make him jump the same way because then the joke is, how funny was it that this is how it was drawn? Anyway, I, no, yeah. I I agree. And what I was amazed with was how quick. Do you like in that first sequence where they capture the ghost? What's what was the name of that first ghost? I think it was the Luna Ghost. The Luna Ghost. Okay, in the first scene where they capture the Luna Ghost and the band breaks up, mm-hmm. like, and and I think this is something that Marvel movies eventually either did or did well or didn't do well. But like, I we didn't need a whole half of the movie to quote unquote establish their characters. They're the mystery machine. It's it's Scooby Doo. Yeah. You've seen them, you know them. I, I think there's in yeah, I think in some no, regard you're right. There's no need. It's yeah. pointless. And I think, they we got to skip like a whole because if they've they're like the MCU version of this is intolerable. Where <laughs> I, like, I have to, I do have to agree. The, like, where it's, or at least yeah, the early MCU version yeah, where if, if you're not familiar to the core audience, then like, yeah, you do need some explanation, but like you're Spider-Man, you're Batman. We don't need to see this background again. We know right. we know who Scooby-Doo is. We don't need to have like this origin story. They just do the same thing they always do. Right. And each of the characters grows throughout the film and they, you know, their their Achilles heel becomes their their strength. I just thought that was really yeah. well, like I I appreciated it. And then the Scrappy-Doo character, I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Uh I will I I assume this is an unpopular opinion but I don't really know cuz the the movie well, whatever we'll talk about that in the review section but um I I thought that was really funny and I still like it I still like that the the villain ends up being scrappy do um just cuz it's like a funny little uh I think a funny little nod to the way people hated scrappy do it's, yes. it's very cathartic in nature absolutely yeah um and like turning him into like just kind of a little shit <laughs> was really silly yeah, right because <laughs> um, there's a period of scooby-doo where scrappy was the main focus of it and then you can quickly see how far they wanted to distance themselves from scrappy a little bit after that so to kind of bring him backwards like oh shit it's this guy we haven't seen in like 20 25 years and then he's the bad guy that's you know that that there you can clearly tell that like somebody who likes Scooby-Doo, who hated Scrappy, yeah. made this. Yeah, and, and I think it was, and I think that captured a lot, because in watching it again as an adult, I I was 
struck by that choice, right, to make Scrappy the villain. And I was like, okay, well, why did they do that? And, like, it caused me to read up a little bit more. And, yeah, like, there were a lot of fans of the... So, like, Scrappy-Doo's introduction into Scooby-Doo canon was essentially a ploy to raise the ratings. Interesting. Yeah. Like, they were, they were uh, you know, weeks away from getting canceled, and so they introduced this new character to kind of boost ratings. And one of my favorite things about Scrappy-Doo is that he has a entrance on my new favorite website and maybe I'll I'll this might be a new section or a new segment <laughs> of the podcast. Uh he has an entry on loathsome characters wiki. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's of course. awesome. That's such a good can, website. Can I read you reasons why he sucks? Yeah. Yeah. Number one, he mostly existed to save the ratings of Scooby-Doo, but also contributed to the downfall of the franchise. Two, the way he tries to challenge monsters much stronger than him to a fight is overwhelming, annoying, and predictable. (laughs) Number three, his catchphrases like, let me at him, and puppy power get old very quickly. Yes. Number four, his design, while kind of cute, feels unoriginal and pointless with it being deliberately intended to look like a miniature Scooby. Yeah, I, w- I think that's In- fair, Intentionally, too. absolutely. His character generally feels out of place in the gang. While the gang is cowardly or resourceful, Scrappy is mostly noisy and obnoxious and sometimes messes with the flow of the episode. True. True. Um, he is... He acts way too loud. Uh, he, he acts way too loud, comma, that he hurts. So that's tough. Yeah, uh, yeah that one's rough. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, he has a big ego and he is often oblivious to Scooby's fear. Yeah. So like all uh, he even has an unlikable TV character trope, which is what I wanted to ask Zach. Is that a trope that you're familiar with? The scrappy? I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like there are so many cases in television or movies or wherever where you get this sort of in the exact way that scrappy do was mentioned or created to try and boost ratings. This happens time and time again, where you introduce the new character and everybody hates them. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's I, I would call it the Poochie effect. I was about to say, so uh. it's like what Poochie. <laughs> yeah, Poochie it's, it's is, exactly, is yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 and that's absolutely the case. That's absolutely what the Simpsons were doing. And I don't, I mean, I think the Simpsons may have gone on to do that, but I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't know who would be like, the character for that, but yeah, like uh, fairly odd. That happened in Fairly Odd Parents. That happened in like so many different sitcoms. Like it's it is insane to see like uh we we need to market this for younger people or like oh we need like a new audience to come in on this and and love it and then they just like focus their entire efforts on this scrappy like character and push everyone else off to the side. Also, and there's a commercial where time. where Scrappy makes uh. Dexter from Dexter's Lab cry? <laughs> what? What a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Like I do remember they, those weird Cartoon Network commercials. Yeah, and they well, they were awesome. Um, but like he basically he gets kicked out of the he like gets he gets locked out of work and it's just mean to everybody. Like he like no one lets him in. Like they are all just like get mm. fucked loser and he does. Yeah. And then he starts yelling at Dexter. It's really, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> it is It is messed up. Yeah, leave the kid alone. He's just, want, he wants to look in, work in his, what is it, like, laboratory? Yes. Yes. Laboratory. Yeah. Laboratory. 
Um, so I, 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 but I think this movie does justice to, uh, I, not just, I, yeah, it does justice to Scrappy Doo and making him the villain. I just the think villain, that's a yeah, really yeah. good way to pick up on canon. Like a decades old revenge kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, we did kind of get into it, but like watching this as an adult, did you guys have a good time? Did you like it? Was it bad? Zach, you said you're kind of ambivalent towards it. Yeah, I think it's, I, I will say the attempts to make it like more adult humorish, I think are so kind of wildly out there for what kids kind of should be like. Mm-hmm. Adjusted to like I and I I think when I get to a lot of reviews I I think they'll feel the same way where it's like it felt too dumb for kids but it also felt too like annoying for adults in a, in a few places but I will say I think the general characterization of everybody has been made pretty pretty damn good for the for the most part except yeah. when shaggy and scooby had their fart contest uh, agreed i think that's the one in scene fact, that i really didn't like it won the kids choice award for favorite uh, fart in a movie oh that's no. awesome that's, that's the award i that that's accolade of, i wanted to share that is kind of awesome <laughs> who got to keep that award who accepted it and who who that's still a, owns it that's what i want to know i would like to know whose house too. am i breaking into this weekend to steal <laughs> that it was also nominated to steal for, the orange blimp it was also nominated for a few razzies which okay. is uh pretty funny that makes sense yeah but uh that scene was yeah no 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 the movie was the movie but, um, was interesting but yeah i don't think it was that bad i don't think i think this is a movie that hating surprised. it is uncool you might be surprised. i'm gonna i'm gonna go and far as say that that I, hating I, it is uncool. i think you yeah. i think yeah. you guys are gonna be kind of surprised by that no i know like i know i looked at i looked at it on oop i just bonked my mic i looked at it on imdb and um I know that it like got kind of middling reviews. You know, that's that's, that's what I'll say now. I'll save it for later. Um, it's like I mean, I kind of know what to be prepared for. I know people kind of didn't like it. Um, fuck them. I really like it. I don't give a shit. That's yeah, That's well, how well, I feel. Well, yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah. Like, you can like it. Absolutely. I'm not. Absolutely. You know. And I don't like. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I'm looking forward to doing the the hour review segment later because I yeah. I'm interested to see what I land on. It's all first of all my favorite segment, but also. Um, I do have in mind, like, some ideas of how I would rate it. Um, okay. Or at least, like, if I was going to give it a number. But I'm not going to say because I might land on that, so we'll see. Um, but I like it. Like, I think it's really fun. It's 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 one of my favorite, like, easy kids movies to, to watch. In terms of, like, movies that I, I saw as a kid and would put on now. It beats out a lot of Disney movies, to be honest. Not because mm, it's better yeah. than them, but because... It's, I don't know, just like maybe easier and more lighthearted than a lot of Disney movies. Also, yeah. they uh, skateboarded in the first two minutes. And yeah. I was thinking like, oh, you, you're going to love this. It's, it's occurring to me that a lot of my favorite movies from my childhood had like skateboarding and pop punk in them. Uh, <laughs> so like I haven't changed very much since I was like nine. I would love to maybe for some type of live event, watch a movie and we could have a very good drinking game around millennial pastiche oh that would be and awesome you would like uh skateboarding would be a would be a drink uh-huh. pop punk mm-hmm. soundtrack would be a, a take a drink any type of like cringy uh rap lingo take yeah. a drink oh, yeah. absolutely. and absolutely. like also like separate from cringy rap lingo just cringy tw- 2000s lingo is like its own category that's similar to it because like there was a scene in this movie where there's a great scene that I loved. It's when I think Velma or Daphne in the castle um, 
stumble i think it's velma stumbles upon the brainwashing tape um yes and it is showing so it's it's one of my favorite scenes they show this brainwashing tape and it's like a training tape like a behavioral training tape on like what to do and what not to do in a social situation and it's these two college bros and the one bumps into the other one and spills his drink and he's like oh I'm sorry, bro. And then the other guy goes, I will crush your bones into dust. It's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, so yeah, good. I've said that at a party once or twice. But then they show the, like, proper way to do it. And the guy just, like, they're like, there is lots of cool lingo you can use to talk to your peers. And then it just shows, like, a college guy rattling off, like, a bunch of random 2000s lingo. But it's so good because I don't think it was an attempt to be cool. I think it was making fun yes. of oh, other movies. And that's what I... So many movies from it's, this time period. I mean, that's that was the part of the brainwashing. So, like, obviously, that was sort of the joke to, like... Yeah. Make fun of that dre- dredged uh, <laughs> lingo of the time. So many movies of this time period use that lingo unironically, and f- and and for this movie to use it as a joke, I loved one of and my. That's favorite the scenes. word you heard. That's and the I th- fish fish nizzle. First nizzle. Miss <laughs> <Ness> frizzle. <laughs> Sorry, what? I think a lot of the, and I think the way they're able to do that, just the way you said that gave, gave me a th- like, the fact that they have the characters. Still like. Kind of, and this is the part that I would thought would drive Zach crazy. They seem ageless. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like when they when they flash back to them, it feels like they're in the sixties, and they look exactly the same as they are in the movie. <laughs> I mean, they haven't aged a bit since the sixties. Granted, their they, outfits they treated haven't changed. This very similar to the cartoon, so it kind of yeah. almost feels like it is still the cartoon. Yeah, yeah but in live action for better and for worse. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. Daphne's outfit especially was like, it's a little bit modern, but it's very sick. Like, she's got the big purple go-go boots on throughout mm-hmm. this movie. Um, Shaggy's and- is easy. Like, Shaggy's outfit is timeless because it's t-shirt and jeans. So that's never going to be... Fred rocks the ascots. Right? But, like, Fred's honestly, still rocking that <laughs> Listen, ascot. ascots are pretty good. Like, I've, I'd wear some for some place. They're nice. Yeah, but, I can see it. up to ties. Yeah, it, I, he pulls it off. Freddie Prince yeah. Jr. in 2000 can pull off. And anything. Velma... It's Velma. Like, come on. Yeah, I think honest. similar similar to, to Shaggy. Like, sweater and a skirt, it, it's timeless. Like, it's not, it's not like, high fashion in that kind of way that gets aged within three And I'm pretty sure there's definitely, like, a sort of a hidden, or I guess joke making the movie that you have all these, like, really weird, out-of-place kind of characters on this, like, teenage horror island where they yeah. get drunk <laughs> and everything. Um. I think that's that's one of those things like that juxtaposition is one of the things that kind of really reveals how much this movie was originally going to be a PG-13 or R flick. There's little yeah. things where you can see the leftover remnants of it. It's the weed jokes, which there's plenty of. Um, it's all of the like drinking and college kids on an island. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the like the cleavage that did exist and then the cleavage that apparently they had to cut up, cover up with CGI. Um, which is wild yeah i really think i i think a lot about the people who have to do cgi because i've i've done some Uh motion graphics that is painstaking work yeah (laughs) and like that is a lot of time and effort and it is a shame how like a lot of the cgi in this movie is terrifying there was that it's like horrible I wonder. If her, okay, so tough. which which scene would you say is the worst CGI in the movie? Uh, with the, and besides 
when Scooby-Doo is first introduced, who is like, uh, kind of his own terrible monster. And, and, and for the record, a good CGI when used, there's like a reference point so that the actor looks at something and interacts with something that oh, yeah. overplays the CGI. And this, it's nothing. They didn't, yeah, they didn't talk, do talk it. Talk to the wall. Scooby-Doo would be there. The guy who voiced Scooby for the movie doing his lines off stage so that they'd at least have lines to respond to. But they, you're right. They didn't have like the tennis ball. No physical reference. At. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think when the monsters start to like run around and like chase people and they like, I think they like do like a cartoon thing where they like interact with each other and like climb out the window or something. Yeah. It doesn't you, look good. I think, yeah. I think the worst CGI was when you discover that, uh, Isla Fisher's character, Mary Jane has been turned into one of the monsters because her face gets all messed up. And that dirt was bike also chase. horrifying. That yeah. CGI was just, it was like blurry. It was, like, bad in such a way that it was kind of blurry and hard to look at. Yeah. Um, and the masking of the face, like, when you see the monster face underneath of her face. Yeah, it's just, The like, masking is so harsh. Yeah. It's just not... You, you can see the jagged lines. Anything with Scooby-Doo at night looks fucking awful. Like, there's no attempt to have any sort of dynamic shading or light on him at all. See, I don't... He looks the exact same... At 12 in the afternoon, as he does at night running around. Yeah. Like, I don't have a brain for that. So that, that I didn't catch that. That did not bother me. I, oh, I was a simple, a simple little lad sitting on my couch, <laughs> eating cupcakes, watching this movie. And, and I was uh, like, ah, the dog is Maybe it didn't bother me, but I super noticed it. Oh, yeah. It's it. very noticeable when you look for it. And it's also much more damning when you remember that Jurassic Park came out like. 10 or so years before yeah, and yeah. still looks good today that's the, do you know why because they effects. like i mean yeah, that's right practical effects and they also like knew what to do for cgi what was well they they that was ilm and that's and, like yeah and that's that's non-comparable in terms of quality yeah. in a lot of ways yeah i don't i don't i don't know that it's the jurassic park thing that makes it look bad it just it's it just yeah like they didn't account I think, for shading and motion and 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 I don't even blame them because think about how much of that movie had to be animated yeah the yeah. monsters the protagonist the um you know the the cleave cleave eventually yeah the cleave whole that's probably <laughs> it too like if them, they would have just boobies had if they had just had boobies then scooby-doo would have been shaded better and that <laughs> ladies and gentlemen is why you don't slut shame exactly um, did you all have a uh this is my next question is is was because i have an answer so i'm excited about this Ooh, was there a, a favorite line in this movie i have a favorite line in this movie did i write some oh, um okay it's not my favorite line but Shaggy in the beginning and the in the fan in the, the van the V A N van that's what it's called. Sorry, my brain did a massive just huge <laughs> like a Scooby Doo Shaggy versus level fart. Mm -hmm. Um, Shaggy mentions all the different islands that they don't like to go to, like Spooky and Evil, but they also mention Hydroclonic. Yes, and that's I had to look too. that up on Urban Dictionary, oh, and no. I was. Very, oh, no. I was very upset by what I found. Yeah. To be uh, fair, though, I also would not want to go to a place called Hydroclonic Island after that. No. Yeah, they were like, we don't go to places with the name Spooky, Scary, Haunted, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, that's my favorite line when Sco Scooby's like, erotic. And Shaggy's like, <laughs> and hydroclonic, hydroclonic, but that's for oh, a different reason. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Um, it's like so when for I those of you who Superman don't know, the hydrocolonic means, means um, water in the butt. It's no, it's terrible. It's a it's a fake the, it's a fake medicine, and you shouldn't do it. It doesn't it doesn't don't. work. It's really bad for you. Do not go to a hydrocolonic <laughs> center. This no. is I'm being serious, but also this is not real medical advice. I'm not a doctor. Thank it's you. It's like it's like how I don't felt. Sue. When do I not owned, sue uh, reruns and reruns and rentals. A medical podcast. No. Don't do it. <laughs> reruns it's, it's and like, rentals decisively not a medical podcast. It's, it's it's similar to how I felt when I learned what supermaning the hoe is. Oh yes, oh. is that similar to no? What it? Uh, I'll Google it. Don't say it on air. That one seems want, like I, maybe it's way worse than the you know that, that I'll is... say anything that comes to mind. But like, I'm good. I don't think I'm <laughs> skip that one. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's 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 tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I that that line is pretty funny, and I've seen that scene resurfacing on TikTok a lot, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, the memification of this movie of Shaggy. Of Shaggy, and mm, then the now the, the other scenes in this, like this this movie had meme legs. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, no, I I, I totally see that. Um, that I think, I think it has so much more meme potential than people give a credit. Like, I think I think if you take away anything from this episode of this podcast, it's like go rewatch this movie because you're gonna you're gonna find something that you can put on the internet for likes. Like, there's gonna be a thing, whether it's a TikTok sound or, like, a goofy still or whatever. Like, there's <laughs> yes. there's meme potential in this movie. Scooby as a grandma is Scooby just... as a grandma. <laughs> I, I can picture uh, that as, like, a, like a mid-2000s style meme where it's just the Scooby head with a bonnet and then it's that, like, kind of multicolor background. Like, uh, like Unlucky unlucky Kevin or whatever it was called. Those, those memes. Oh, God, yeah. Bad bad luck Brian, that's what it was. Um, unlucky Kevin. Unlucky Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, I didn't know you had a meme. That's awesome. Um Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's the that's the reruns of rentals meme. It's just pictures of me and unfortunate situations. Um One thing I wanted to point out real quick, uh, that this movie does that didn't age well, um, is and there are parts of it that work and parts of it that don't. Um, but this movie does treat, like, non-white culture like an aesthetic. Um, you, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, when Daphne was gonna, like, go up to the, sh like, the shaman voodoo guy, I was thinking, like, oh, she's gonna think that he is, like, this stereotypical voodoo guy, but it's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm just making dinner. But then, as it turns out, he no, is the he stereotypical, was... shoot, like, sh shaman voodoo guy. Yeah, he was sacrificing the chicken is what he was doing. And she's like, it's dead. And she's like, I know it's dead. I, I will say, despite the fact that it does treat, like, non-white cultures as an aesthetic and, like, a costume, I do think the voodoo guy is the funniest character. He, he has such is. good presence. Uh, what was the actor? Because um, I do feel like calling I him the voodoo guy is in bad taste. I also, I'm also not sure if this, like, fits your kind of thought here, Mickey, but I think this entire movie was filmed in Australia. It was filmed in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um the I, I want to know who played Miguel A. Nunez Jr. I'm curious what else he's done because he was funny. He was he was so funny. Yeah, his, his he was very dry. Yeah. Um, I think the other line that stuck with me for a long time. I remember thinking this line was so funny when I was a child. But when Velma's trying to fit in with the college students and she just says, "Yo, yo, you, yo," 
I don't know why, but that that as a kid was my favorite line. As an adult, it's the hydroclonic thing. Um, do y'all want to talk about uh maybe? Oh, can I say my favorite line oh, really quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a joke. It's just the one that got me all like, I because like this movie didn't really make me laugh that hard as an adult. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the the hardest laugh I got was the farting uh, burping scene. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was great. I thought it was great character building and development <laughs> for the two dumbest characters of all time to be to have their moment to fart and burp their way in such a dangerous situation that they that they totally couldn't have had in 1960, but can have in 2002. <laughs> I'm glad they got it. It made I think it, it meant a lot to that's me. So funny. I think it's my least favorite scene, but like I don't think it's a terrible scene. I just it's think it's fine. It I is understand why you hate it. You I should think... hate it, and that's why <laughs> I you should hate it, and that's why I think it's good and necessary. Wonderful. I think the uh, other the other scene that got yeah. me that I think that gave me the biggest laugh laugh was um Rowan Atkinson when he like abducts Scooby Doo and is trying to convince him that like Shaggy's no good. And he's like, I'm going to make you a sacrifice. And Scooby's like, a sacrifice? And then Rowan Atkinson is like, yes, a sacrifice. And then it just shows Scooby smiling stupidly. And then it shows Rowan Atkinson <laughs> like, like, like giving this like malicious, <laughs> malicious, like this glare. Uh, and the music is getting all dark. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. That got my biggest like was just looking at Scooby's like, ooh, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, um, do you want to talk about maybe improvements we'd make to this movie? Oh, oh hold on. My favorite line real quick. My favorite line. I didn't yeah. say it. Oh, oh okay. Um, I thought the farting it's... was the line. No, that's was, not the line. It was when Shaggy went. No. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. And, um, no, it was, but it's, it, it was Shaggy's line. And, uh, it was like friends never, he said friends never quit and then jumps into, like the whole like uh, Scooby falls down a hole yeah and and he yells uh, friends never quit which is the same thing he said when the band broke up at first yeah and I don't know why but that got me so emotional oh yeah absolutely um, it was just, it's so earnest it hurts all and of the scenes with Shaggy and Scooby's like deep love and friendship I loved mm-hmm. um I yeah. I want a dog very badly just, just a man who feeds his dog edibles yeah. <laughs> Um, and also eats dog food. Yeah, and, and then and meets apparently a drinks woman. out of the toilet. Yeah, who also drinks out of the toilet. Listen, and oh by the way, meets a woman that also eats dog food. Who, oh, yeah. did we even mention that her name is Mary Jane? I did say the name, but we didn't highlight that the name is Where it's like Mary wow. Jane. Okay, so you're All just calling right, him Spider Man at this May. point. Um, I think this movie has and i'll say it i'll be the first to say it i think this movie has flaws i said it it's out on the table um how hot take how are we putting a band-aid on some of these flaws um if i had to do the thing where i would fix the movie if i were permitted to do so i would just make it an animated movie and just like it's Hmm. a classic scooby-doo animated adventure but, you know, I like the premise as a whole, like something breaks the band up. I mean, no villainous force, which I think is actually the good thing where if Scrappy was like the instigator to get the Avengers to fight each other sort of thing, mm-hmm. then like, ooh, okay, that is compelling. But this was just like the group that broke up on their own, like the Beatles. Yeah. 
the Beatles I... just decided, let's not be the Beatles anymore. And then that's the history. That's just that what happened. It. Yoko who? Nothing else. Never heard of her. <laughs> nobody, nobody, yeah, nothing terrible happened. But um, uh, I would keep the same, like, general premise, but I'd maybe have, like, you know, like a small, where are they now, where we see their true, like, successes and stuff. And then we cut to Shaggy and Scooby, and they're doing the exact same thing that they've always been doing, which is, like, you know, yeah. a pleasant, like, you know, oh hey, you know, this Ganja. is still this is still the, the the movie that I know and and enjoy Urban having they, the worst diet of all time. The worst diet of all time. How are they not dead? Um, <laughs> and I guess roughly the same kind of adventure. If you really wanted to keep that cathartic sort of like in your face nature, Scrappy could still be the villain, but maybe it could be some other kind of like person that wrongs every member of the Scooby Gang to keep going against each other. When at the end of the day, they should like be friends and keep doing what they do best but maybe setting aside of like hey our lives are still good now that we've gone off to do our own thing but you know what let's meet back here next year and solve another mystery for the hell of it yeah they're individuals but they also are a team okay kevin what's your what's your and less farts. On the movie and less farts what's yours uh kevin okay i would there's there are a lot of things about this movie that maybe didn't age as gracefully, right? Mm-hmm. I think it would have been fun if um what's who's who who's what's the name of the character that uh Daphne walks it on doing voodoo magic? Uh voodoo his guy. character name is just Voodoo Maestro, apparently. Okay. The actor is Miguel A. Nunez. Okay. We're going to give him a little bit more of a role. Yeah. And and I think have him I I like Daphne. I think her like the what they all contributed to solving the mystery was great. But it would have been I think it would have helped the movie age a little bit more gracefully if he had like some type of insight where kind of uh, you know, knew the knew the lay of the land and was able to offer more context about what was bad about the park and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, I think that's and, fair. And so that that might have been what I one of the things I would have improved. The other the other thing I I think I would have liked to have seen I just lost it. Oh shoot. This is a really good movie though, man. Yeah, like for I what it is, solid. it's hard to like it's really hard to pick apart. Yeah. Um and I think, like, I'll I'll do mine real quick and see if they spark your brain for the one you lost. But I think I want to see James Gunn's original PG-13 R-rated version of this. That'd I think that, like, just dropping the parts that were... Because I think a lot of the weaker parts of the movie are the parts that are, like, childish on purpose because they had to write in a kid scene. Yeah. Um. And, and I think that uh, making it an adult movie would be interesting. Um. And then the only other thing I think is just the, the whole thing where the movie treats other cultures as a... And, I shouldn't say other cultures, just non-white cultures and, as a as an aesthetic. And, but the problem with that is it would be, I mean, it's not a problem. They should have done it. But it would change a lot of things about the movie to undo that part. Right. Yeah. And, I, but I, and I think, too, like that you could, there's a version of this movie that we write now that in 2021, you kind of highlight the... Like the whole point of the the guy like Mondo's Island is to use the the culture the Aboriginal culture as 
like a uh, as like a money making as mechanic. a as a money making thing. So like you you have to I think you have to make him more of a villain. I guess. Yeah, I could see that working. Where yeah, yeah if you're not gonna take away that the culture is aesthetic thing, you make it a plot point about what a what a jerky poopy butt that character is. exactly. So instead of instead of like oh. Mr. Bean is trapped in a hole the whole time and he wasn't actually evil. It's like you make it he, you make it so that he is in cahoots with, he, with yeah, he's Scrappy. still evil. Yeah. Like he is still the guy you unmask at the end in a way. Yeah. Gotcha. Um now, also, will, so so an improvement would be to make Mr. Bean racist. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my no, TED talk. <laughs> um I would also say I know you didn't say that like fully that the movie would be improved if we saw like the real PG thirteen or R rating thing. I mm. just think it'd be interesting to see a Scooby Doo movie in the same vein as like Slither or Super. Yeah. Oh, like a Where it dark. Would just be like yeah, just like oh my god, <laughs> like wow, okay, like this is a horrific turn, but I need to keep <laughs> watching. Um, I mean, on that note, what are you doing to make this movie bad? Not that I think that's a bad okay. movie, but I think that's a good transition into. So... We cut to Fred's apartment at, at the start of the movie. Off to it's, a raunchy start. It's it's a it's a long hard day. We see him in his like bathrobe. He's disheveled. He's reminiscing of a time long gone. We see a mysterious figure. We don't know see who it is yet, but he shoots Fred out the window and he falls down to the ground and dies immediately. What? As we see as we see the uh, little pin with the logo of the mystery machine. On his yeah, are we doing Watchmen? We're doing Watchmen. We're doing Watchmen. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That's so dark. Because we'll see like all the different <laughs> Scooby characters. Like obviously, Scrappy has to be Ozymandias, of course. Uh-huh. And um, we see a lot of the like we see um, other like characters and stuff like do their Watchmen thing. But at the very end, when um. Mr. When Doctor sorry, Doctor Manhattan, uh, uh-huh. Ligma balls is uh, <laughs> Rorschach into death. Yeah. It's it's Scrappy doing that to Shaggy in front of Scooby. Wait, so it would be Scrappy as Ozymandias, as... or I guess as Doctor Manhattan as well in this case. Well, either what about... way, either way, I see Shaggy as Doctor Manhattan. <gasps> He because is the most of the, powerful like, being. <laughs> yes, because you know the... what, Shaggy. Yeah, I, I will correct that. Shaggy is Doctor Manhattan. Scooby Doo is Rorschach. Oh my god, it's hard for me to put any of these characters it's in hard, Rorschach's it's hard to... body because Rorschach is such a bastard. He is such a terrible person. But <laughs> if it so has bad. to be anybody, I guess it'll be Scooby Doo because it'll be funny. Yeah, and, but funny. then he gets disintegrated, and we're all sad. But the lie of keeping the alien vagina monster from <laughs> bringing the world together is made safe because Scrappy-Doo, the villain, is actually the hero. We should uh, we should do Watchmen sometime. Oh, um, yeah, I'd be down And I that. think it would be interesting to make it our homework to read the graphic novel so we go into it being able to compare it to hmm. its source material. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I would want to. And see where a lot of people really didn't line up with the Zack Snyder version. In which case, that's fair. It's Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, Quick editing note. Um, Do you think it would be good to put into the comments that this episode contains spoilers for Watchmen? On the one hand, it's like a 10-year-old movie. On the other hand, people did not sign up for it. 
I think I, I think that's, tuned out as soon as you started talking about the watch. Which <laughs> again, which like again, I just so don't give a it shit. It makes sense. I like, so don't give a when shit. When I talk about something like that, people are gonna tune out. So like they'll forget. I, all right. as soon as they'll, you're right. Try, no, people either care or they don't care. They'll hear. I so don't give a they'll shit. They'll hear my. Right. They'll hear my part in the beginning where I said Fred is is killed, but then they'll tune and out I, immediately. I thought that was no, no, no. I thought yeah. that was interesting. But they'll tune I out. Was like, when oh, you, this is interesting. What is he? But like, you what tuned out. The second that I said I was copying Watchmen, and yeah. there, yes. spoiler yeah. solved. Nobody cares. It's right. It's People either don't care, they already know. Shit. Yeah, Good and point. like, oh my and God. honestly, it's one of those spoilers where I honestly think that like it's more like what you get the book and read it because of the spoiler. Yeah, that's like, fair. That's what happens. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kevin, do you want to ruin this movie? Yeah, uh, I'm going to ruin this movie. See, it was always fun taking like Zach's way to fix the movie and then using that as my way to ruin it. Um, we haven't been able to do that in a while. Uh-huh. But uh, instead, I will simply take the part that you two didn't like and that I loved, which is <laughs> the part where they boot and they fart and uh, make burps. Yeah, that's the whole. That is the whole third act. Smell of vision included. <laughs> no, that's right. They just. They just fart and wait. De- they start. They 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 poop a little bit. Like it's. <laughs> This is just a nightmare. <laughs> if you're watching this in theaters, the smell of vision is so intense you see like green noxious gas come out of the walls and just sink yeah. down to the floor. Have you all seen? Yeah, and <laughs> have you all seen the movie <laughs> Dumb and Dumber? There's uh, a scene uh, where there's a scene where he goes into the bathroom, uh, and and there's like a chocolate bar in his pocket, and he like mm. goes against the radiator, and then he like oh, no. it's like a slapstick comedy for a minute, and he gets like chocolate all over the bathroom and all over himself, and then he comes out of the bathroom of this guy's house, and the guy's screaming at him, and he's like, "You shit yourself!" And there's shit all over the walls, <laughs> and there's shit in my house, and like loses his mind. When I was 14, I saw that movie on Comedy Central at two in the afternoon, and that was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I fell off the couch, and I had an asthma attack from laughing. Not literally, but I laughed a lot. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I would do <laughs> so that. So you're doing I that. I would do that. I would do that, but it's it's poorly shaded CGI Scooby poop. <laughs> and and it, it is so bad to the point where uh, they are actually left on the island. <laughs> the mystery is solved without them. The, no, the mystery isn't <gasps> solved. The the demons take over the world. <laughs> they just keep farting because because Scooby and Shaggy couldn't stop shitting themselves. Oh, thank God, this is <laughs> this is truly the worst version of this movie. <laughs> I I genuinely don't even remember how I was going to ruin this movie because of this shit both of you have just said. <laughs> um, I have no idea how I'm ruining this movie. I I I I do always like the idea of do, like of Muppet versions of movies, but I actually think Muppet Scooby Doo would be really cute and fun. So I'm not going to use that. Wait, you um, could do uh, one of the crazy Scooby Doo crossovers, like with WWE. Yo, all right, several times. So it's the same movie, but then in the at the at the end of the second act, the Harlem Globetrotters show up, <gasps> and they help yo, say the Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters. They, they solve the um, mystery. I also want instead of instead of uh, Sugar Ray, it's Kiss because mm. <laughs> Kiss has sold out harder than any other band yeah. in history, and I think that's hilarious. Um, so you yeah, even, it's you could even get like a. Of a Batman in there, possibly. And I, I have to clarify one thing because um, it's not a Harlem Globetrotters cameo. 
Because that would have been that would make the movie better. They that would be great. The movie. They are main characters in the movie going forward. Oh no, they are major main <laughs> characters. And what's good about this is a lot of athletes. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen an athlete turn to acting. Usually they're not very oh, good yeah, at no. it. Uh, typically they're rather bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, and it's not because it's like not to make fun of them. They were not actors before, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just not their skill set. It's not like a athlete circuit. Right. Like it's just a thing, right? Yeah, um, yeah. and it's and it's not a. And it's not a skill set that you can easily acquire overnight. Oh, yeah. Right. And the way so, people think that you can. So what, we're, what I'm putting into this movie is a full <laughs> trick basketball team oh, God. Uh, into the movie uh, as major characters, and none of them can act. Um, oh, no. Oh, yeah, and you know what? Uh, it's the Harlem Globetrotters, but Magic Johnson isn't there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is there? It's the, ones you, it's the ones whose names you don't know. It's not Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was never a globe. He was. I'm positive. He was. I am positive. Magic Johnson went on to be a globe. Wait, don't. Sl- I'll look it up to be the deciding factor. All right. This. Was Magic Johnson on the globe? Trials? I really need him to be. In addition, Bill Cosby and Magic Johnson were each signed to honorary one dollar a year lifetime contracts with the Globetrotters. Wait, what is okay? okay so what is now? That mean? Here's how you ruin it. Here's how you ruin it. <laughs> you do have Magic. Let Johnson. me help. No, no, no. You don't have Magic Johnson, but you do have <laughs> beloved Bill oh, Cosby. Oh, wow, no, I did not. No. I, I certainly did not know that. Well revered, oh, always. I did not know that. This is terrible. But wait, I could nothing bad. I could happened. be an honorary Globetrotter for one dollar. If you're very famous, yes. Magic is Magic Johnson's first name really Magic? It's not. It's Irvin. oh, it is, is Irvin. You're right. Magic Johnson's Johnson. Okay, no, but we know it's not his first name. So now we're googling middle name. Zach is his middle name really Magic? What is Magic <laughs> Johnson's? Welcome to reruns and rentals, a Google podcast. Um, Irvin... welcome to reruns and rentals, a a a government name podcast. <laughs> Irvin I will Johnson say... Jr. Uh, I am delighted to see that uh, that Magic Johnson is still alive and kicking. That's really wonderful. Yeah, um, he's killing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he was the GM for the Lakers for a little while, and then because oh. he wanted to tweet more. That's <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he he said, "I'm rich. I don't have to do this. Gonna, I want to tweet more. I'm just going to spend all my all day on Twitter now." Um, we should watch a. I don't know what's a basketball movie. Is there a good bet like, like Mike? Mike? Yeah, let's do. Wait, like I was going to say Airbud. <laughs> We should do both of them, but it is funny that two of us did like Mike and Zach went to the. It's a good train. No, you were in the right train of thought for it. You went from one dog movie to the other. You're I just, not wrong. That's true. But it's really. Funny. I just remember the out of context scene of like the kid throwing the basketball to Airbutt and it just oh, and bounces the- off his head and then it just ends there. It's like, yeah, um, what, a, what a good basketball dog. All right, we we should move to uh, what? Are, do you have some funny reviews? I want to know a couple like, of the... reviews. Actually, yeah. I'm going to say so. I'm gonna, I'm going to say what the Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic, or sorry, the Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Mometer score is. But I'm going to save the rev- the top critic review from Rotten Tomatoes for the end because it is loaded. It, okay. You may be surprised to know that the audience score for this film was 39. percent That's a lot the, lower than and I the thought. critic score is 30. percent that I knew. Um, I found a couple of reviews um, on Amazon. Uh, let me see. Here's some good ones here. Uh, John 
gave it a one point, gave it a one star out of five. Gross. Extended fart scenes. Dogs. Yeah, oh, so gross on. was. That, his... That's yeah. That's like the title of the review. <laughs> gross. Ex- extended fart scenes. Dogs urinating on people. I really wanted to like this show, but the potty humor just destroyed it. So sad. <laughs> Ugh. That's such a, that's when, a bad review. Um, hating, be getting mad at a children's piece of children's media for having potty jokes is like getting mad at water for being wet. Yeah. Like, what did you expect? What were you? Yeah. What were you here for? I think mm, I don't like that I got wet on the log flume. I think Magus has a pretty good point. One out of five, not for kids. This film is not <laughs> for kids. Lots of sexual innuendos and unnecessary topics in a kids' film. He's not wrong about the second half of it, but one of the things I like about the way this movie handles a lot of those topics, not all of them, some scenes were probably not great for kids, but a lot of them, do like like the hotboxing a car, kids didn't get that. Kids did mm-hmm. not get it. Maybe, maybe, maybe this generation's kids would get it. Like, I don't know, but no, like th- there are a lot of parts in this movie that I think they handled the adult humor well. But maybe, maybe when Fred is in Daphne's body and says, I can look at myself naked, Maybe that wasn't great. Yeah, for kids. that's a little much. Kids did get yeah. that one. I was a kid. Yeah, they did. I was a kid at the time. I remember. Um. All right. What's another review? Th- this is a this is a wild review. Not the one I was talking about. This is still an odd one. Um, five stars from a uh, Porter bought this when VHS was still a thing. How Ooh. crazy to own this movie as a VHS. I wonder where it's at. I should try to dig it out, but I'm worried anything besides 4K may be as incomprehensible as a foreign language these days. It's just a, it's just a, it's a, just a train of thought review. Yeah. What's that? What's that writing style where you just write every word that's in your brain? Stream. Of it's just a stream of consciousness. What review. I do? Yeah. It's a Zach review. It's yeah, a very seriously. Zach review. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Okay. Common Sense Media, I think, is kind of on the same vein of things that a lot of people are on. Too scary for most kids, too dumb for most teens, is what okay. they say. Yeah, that's fair. I um, yeah, uh, I can see teens being like. Unfortunately, too cool like there this. were no positive role models, um, in this. Which I mean, that's I disagree. fair. Shaggy, a three out of five for. Yeah, Shaggy is a Shaggy's great a role, role model. model. Like, so what? All he does is smoke weed and live in a van. That's awesome. Uh, three out of five <laughs> yeah. for drinking drugs and smoking. It is obvious that Shaggy isn't a pot. By the way, the song "Pass the Duchy on the Left Hand Side" <laughs> plays while smoke rises Not from his van. Even. That was really that. I forgot that was the song that played. Yeah, yeah that's so. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Okay, oh um, are you ready for the most wild review I've seen? Yeah. Please yes. play the music that you um would hear when you discover the obelisk in uh, 2001 Stop telling Space me what Odyssey. To, no, shut up. I'm not adding all these stupid fucking Please cues. add this one. Add this one in particular, I think, maybe. No. Like, at least the one like, ba-ba. Uh, okay. I like your version better. I don't have to worry. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? This is from uh, Namrata Joshi of Outlook. Even its look is awfully cheesy and clunky, the special effects notwithstanding. Scooby-Doo makes Stuart Little seem a Citizen Kane in comparison. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh my god. Is there more? Oof. Um, that was her review. Um That's fantastic. No, I just like it sounded like it was damn. ramping up to like more. Yeah. I like that it ends <laughs> on just like this movie makes Stuart Little look good. 
We should watch yeah, Stuart I, Zach, Zach I think you built that up. Oh, did a little I? Bit too, uh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I I th- wait, unfortunately. You're like, you spent more time trying to get me to do work for this than the actual <laughs> review. All right, to... that's fair. That's fair. I, I do. I, I think my favorite review oh, was Oh, this is another good. I like this review. Kevin, yeah. you made this review. No, I. Someone <laughs> else named Kevin. But it's Please Kevin. It's just Kevin. This. There's no last name. It's oh Kevin. You're Kevin. Oh, my God. All right, but here we go. you? Uh, I'm, thro- I'm going to throw you into Skull Island. I you were- I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a volcano in Skull Island that can I, that can I, I can meet, throw you into. Can I meet King Kong? He was is Skull Island. Skull wait, Island. Spooky King, Island. King, Kyle, King Kong and Spooky, spooky thank Island. Thank you. Is, uh, okay. You. So okay, this, is by, this is by Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> this is by Kevin. Uh, five stars. Seen this when it first came out with my brother. Was bored one day at work with my bro again, and we had to watch it. Funny as heck, lol. <laughs> That's I, a good day at work. I want. It's a nice I day at work. Want, yeah. I think Kevin was stoned on the job when he. <laughs> oh yeah, I like the um. Had to see it. Was bored at yes. work and had to see this. Like Just what? Had had to right, see all right, work. boys. Uh, today on the floor, you're gonna be watching the 2002 Scooby Doo live action movie. Ah, oh, all right, boss. Sure. In my mind, he works. There's an uh, there's a parallel universe where there's he it was the last day of Circuit City in like 2012 or whatever, <laughs> and he was like, "We gotta put this on, dude!" Yeah. And it was just on a bunch of like big screen tube TVs <laughs> in a showroom that nobody as, wanted. As the Circuit City ship was sinking into the Arctic after hitting the iceberg that was couldn't compete with Best Buy. <laughs> um, right. Why don't we give it our own reviews? I think let's it's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. So drop that link. Yeah, Zach. drop that link because once again, I don't I, have it. I will drop that link. Um, and while I am dropping said link, I will go into my explanation of the wheel of reviews, which I think yes. is somewhat simplistic in that it is a wheel, not of my design, more of my simple care and appreciation of it, where the you were wheel... you were simply a vessel for the wheel to I, come I, into this I, world. I, I am a arbiter of the wheel. I do not create it. I simply maintain it. Where upon its approval, it gives us a review onto which we can make any review possible. For they are arbitrary. So just give us any dang old little thing. Like what I got, which lines up perfectly because I got Chinese food today. Fortune cookies. That's interesting because I also got fortune cookies. (gasps) Wait, if, uh, do, are uh, we going to get the rare three for three? Kevin, if you get it, we have to give somebody an Olive Garden pasta pass. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm spinning it. I'm spinning oh it. Oh, my God. I'm spinning for it. Three for three. I'm spinning it. I'm spinning it. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's... No, damn. Oh, it's spinning again. Oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> what did oh. it land on? Oh, oh my God. You... Oh, no. You're, you're keeping oh, the my tension God. up. Oh, my God. No. Uh... There's got to be a flag on the play. I know for a fact you skipped one. <laughs> No, I, it keeps red card. Here's what happens. No, here's what happens is I click and then I, I like am trying to figure out where it all lands and then it clicks and then it's, yeah, I've been there. Okay. I got Zagat score. Okay. That's food. Like, so you would review it as if you oh, would we were so restaurant. close. I'm so that's, sorry that's guys. Okay. Um, if you don't mind me reviewing first, if that's okay. Yeah. Oh, please. Just, do. just give me a second. Ooh, mm. this is awesome. Yeah, our podcast that's already super easy to listen to oh, is now. And, and now, sorry, that was me opening the wrapper, and this is me cracking the fortune cookie. <clears throat> like the river, flow into the sea. 
something are just meant to be. <laughs> Ooh. It's, it's grammatically correct. This movie was inevitable, is what I'm getting. <laughs> Let me okay, just in case you didn't hear me. Like the river flow into the sea, something are just meant to be wonderful. It's That's grammatically fantastic. incorrect, and I love it. I'm going to eat my fortune cookie now. Um, can I follow up with my fortune cookie? Yeah. Uh, I don't have a real one because I haven't had takeout in a while, so I've gone to astrology.com, and you, I'm using their fortune cookie. So I'm going to click to crap. Crap? <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'm going to click to crack. He said he's going to crap a, crap a cookie. Click to crack open my cookie. It's opening. Oh, man, that's going to make me crap a cookie. Oh, no. Uh, free your mind and the rest will follow. Ah. Uh, I think that my interpretation of that in terms of a Scooby-Doo review is that um, I think the haters were thinking too hard about this movie. I think if you just let this movie happen, uh, go into it with an open mind, uh, you, you, can, you can have fun with it. You can have fun. Don't be my, a hater. My review is kind of the same thing, you know, yeah. like the river flowing into the sea. Something are just meant to be. It's, um, it's it's kind of the same message, but it's gr like they should have given it a rewrite, which, you know what? That's fair. That is fair. I feel bad for Kevin because he has to actually come up with something on his own. Okay, so the way Zagat ratings work, which I just found out now, uh -huh. is they're, they grade it on a food scale of one to five for food, scale of one to five for decor, scale of one to five for service. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. For the food, the food of the movie. And to me, I think the food is like the plot and the character development. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it like a solid, like a 3.8. Like, sure. I really, I, I think there was a lot of really good things. The The plot moved along quickly. The characters uh, were, did a really good job of building onto the source material, not having to rehash a bunch of it, but instead fleshing them out in real flesh and blood, which is why I'm glad that this is a live action movie and not, this is why like you couldn't do this as a cartoon because if it was a cartoon, all of the, like the character development just would be pointless. Like, I don't want to watch that in a cartoon. I want to watch silly zany adventures. What do I give a shit about like feelings in a cartoon? I don't <laughs> want that. Um, so, so I, I think 3.8 for the food. Okay. For the decor, which I would say is like the special effects and the um, the the way that the movie is framed and shot, I would like my money back. <laughs> I am giving you a minus one point five. I thought that the fact that you spent so much time and effort um, making cleavage go away and <laughs> whoa. When that was time that you could have spent making the protagonist look less like a Cronenberg monster, um, that's upsetting and disappointing. Yeah, minus one point one for decor. Bummer. Service, and I think the service is going to be how, whether or not I would suggest this movie to a friend on a one to five scale. Okay. And I would go with two and a half. Right down the middle. Right down the middle, because I think if you want if you want to like this movie, you will like it. If you want to hate this movie with everything that you have, uh -huh. you can do that also. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, can I ask you to to do one more thing for me, Kevin? Um, oh, always the food review, right? One out of four stars. 
Can you yeah. rate the literal food in the movie? The food that showed up from scene to scene? Yes, I can. Oh, um, no. I need to. I need to remember it. Okay. The first thing is the the eggplant uh, burgers in the mystery machine. Or or actually, before the eggplant burgers, it was Shaggy the was doing, banana split. Yeah, Shaggy was oh, doing that the he describes split metaphor. That was yeah. that he describes, which has a banana yes with what was the ice cream oh, it, it wasn't ice it cream it was something bad it was like sauerkraut it, it and was, yeah topped with topped with mustard it was the most disgusting thing <laughs> i have and ever honestly, that's, considered that was the straw that broke the camel's back Vel- and that is what that velma's quitting was just she quit because of that <laughs> like i'm Shaggy, pulling up- that's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard i'm pulling up the 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 script right now could you imagine, could you imagine doing a cross-country road trip, basically living in a van with someone who eats like that and his dog? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I could. In, in the yeah. 60s? Like, that is... van with somebody like that, and, but like by hotbox, I mean their farts. That's the worst. <laughs> I found it, by the way. It was a big banana. Uh, okay. Daphne was pastrami and bubblegum flavored ice cream. Uh, Velma was uh, the sweet and sour mustard sauce that goes on top. Oh, oh that's And they like, and then at the end of the film, they he and Shaggy, Scooby and Shaggy, chug like jars of like spicy chili peppers. Oh yeah, they each have like yeah, uh, yep. And then and they then, follow and then, it and up then they with chug them, and it's like oh my god. And then to to cool down uh, Scooby's mouth, he squirts ketchup, I think, into his mouth. So I think Shaggy squirts yes. ketchup into yeah. Scooby's mouth. <laughs> like how? Uh, like he no, he doesn't squirt it into his mouth on his tongue. Oh, he, just like all over it. He sticks out his tongue, and Shaggy, with his bare hand, grabs Scooby's tongue, <laughs> holds it out, pulls it out of his skull, and squirts on ketchup, which apparently soothes the hot. How tongue. are these yeah, two never. not dead? Yeah, it's a mystery. It is a mystery machine. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, I think that is a perfect note to end on. Um, Listen, thank you for listening to this episode. Listen here. Listen here, you little shits. Oh. Hey, friends. What the fuck? What the fuck Hey, I want you to get the fuck over here and follow us on (laughs) social media, you SOBs. Come here, you nitwit. Follow us on Twitter at reruns at rentals. We couldn't do reruns and rentals because the stupid bird app didn't have enough character space for our username. Um, and then on Instagram, we're reruns and rentals, and you should follow us there. And if you can give us a review on iTunes, that would be phenomenal. I'd really appreciate a five-star review. We will read um, it on the air. I, and I know that I did. Whatever you say. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you, you say, say, we'll read. Just, just be careful. Um, we will within, read. Within certain reason, we should probably not say slurs. But we'll say rude swears. And you can tell me how funny and attractive I am, and that'll be Ooh, a, yeah, big, me too. A, a big um, confidence boost for me. Hit me. You can make fun of me until I uh, lose the will to do this podcast. I will read that on here. Uh, between those two, I have to also sign up for compliments, please. Um, <laughs> I could get bullied. It's fine. I will. I will take the bull. Like that's how important five star reviews are. Whoa. That's fair. Like I will take the bullying. Hey if, gang, if you I will... loved this episode, but you're fucking idiots, and I hate <laughs> yeah. you. But Kevin should stop talking forever. I would be like, fine, as long as you did it five stars. I don't care. I, Zach, five stars. You, except... What the fuck are you talking about in any given episode at any time? And I'm like. <laughs> Five stars, except Kevin's style is totally whack. How do you like that? Is that a good bully? 
That's good. You've good got bullying. no style. Yeah, Nikki, I, like I can smell your fart through the podcast. Hey, you don't know that I farted. Do I, Mickey? Well, I guess you do now. Um, I'm so sorry for the things we've been saying for the last two minutes. Please follow us on social media anyway, and then you can follow us individually. My social media handles are at Mickey is a ghost. That goes across the board. If if the social media exists, I'm on there as that. And please check out my Twitch channel. Um, whoever wants to go next, whoever's you first, you can find me at Zach and IRL on Twitter and on Twitch, and I do things occasionally on both and i might extend to other things maybe i'll even make a fiverr account who knows Ooh. now what service nice. would you offer on fiverr any all compliments Com <laughs> you, do you want two dollars for a compliment yeah i'll do that sure yeah. I, I can think of good compliments um shit i'm about to go sign up for fiverr and just like offer relationship advice for a dollar oh <laughs> don't <my> do it <laughs> i'm also going to do that that sounds like fun yeah uh, Kevin, where can we follow you? At KF Slattery on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. I'm nice. doing a brand new Twitch series where I am playing through Madden 2005. To uh, We're going to get Brian Dawkins a ring with the Eagles. Nice. Ooh. Yes, much deserved. Uh, so. Go Birds. Uh, go Birds. Um, and with apologies give... to my DC family. Oh, I'm sorry. We should also give a huge shout out to Origami Angel for providing us the yes. music for yeah. our opening and enders. Gami they are gang. fantastic, and you should rep Gami Gang. Absolutely. If they want to give us compliments as well, that would be amazing. <laughs> we um, have plenty of compliments for them. But definitely be sure to catch Gami Gang on. I believe they're they're coming up on a tour with Mom Jeans in a little bit. They um, are, and I really want to go see that. I think I bought tickets. I don't actually remember. Okay, I got to do that. Yeah. I think that does it for us. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. My name, uh, well, this has been Reruns and Rentals, and my name is Mickey. My name's Kevin. And I will always be Zach. Um, Ruby Dooby Doo. Jinkies. <laughs> Zoinks!